You're listening to the PMO Strategies Podcast, where PMO leaders become impact drivers. This is episode 89. Hey there, Impact Driver. Welcome to the PMO Strategies Podcast. I am your host, Laura Bernard, and this week we are answering some really important questions for all of you out there that need help to deliver on your organization's strategy. What is a PMO and do I need one? Now, if you're a PMO leader, you might be saying, well, of course I need a PMO. I'm already running one. And if that's you, stick around because you might be surprised what suggestions I have with respect to what the PMO can and should do, because this episode is all for our executives, the business leaders that are trying to answer the question about whether or not they should have a PMO. And so what I'm going to share are things that those executives are probably looking to answer. And those are things as a PMO leader, you want to be thinking about as well, as you talk about what your PMO does for the organization. Now, if you are an executive, a business leader looking to determine if your organization needs a PMO, what it should do, how you should get started, this episode is perfect for you. We're going to look at what a PMO should be and what it should not be, how to determine if you need a PMO and what it can do for you if it is set up the right way, right from the start. And if you are listening to this episode and you've already got a PMO in place, but it's not performing for you, we will talk about what you should do to get it back on track, what it's supposed to be doing for you, and where you can find resources to help your PMO leader and you get that PMO working the way it should be, which is as an impact engine, driving greater return on investment for your organization's strategy. Okay, before we dive in, This episode is sponsored by the Impact Engine PMO Training and Implementation Program. This program is designed to take PMO leaders through every single step of the process of building, running, and even rescuing a PMO. If your PMO needs to be up-leveled, if you're looking to make sure it gets built the right way the first time, if it's not quite working out the way this episode tells you the PMO should be working, then don't worry, this program solves that problem and helps PMO leaders actually get and keep their seat at the table in the important conversations you need to have about how you can maximize the impact of your portfolio of strategic initiatives. And when I say impact, I'm talking all about ROI. It's all about return on investment, and that's what PMO leaders learn through this program. And all without the headaches and overwhelm and frustration that can stop you all in your tracks. You will start seeing results with this program by the time you get through module two. So I hope that if you are looking for a solution to help you maximize your impact across your strategy and deliver projects in an accelerated fashion with greater throughput overall for the portfolio, Look no further than the Impact Engine PMO Training and Implementation Program. Just go to iepmo.com. That's iepmo.com to build an Impact Engine PMO for your organization. Okay, let's dive in. 
So how do you know if your organization really needs a PMO and what that PMO should look like if it's working the way it's intended? There's a lot of buzz, some good and some bad about PMOs. Do they work? Are they a waste of time? Will they truly help me achieve the business outcomes I'm looking for? To determine whether or not a PMO is the right solution for your business challenges or why the one you have might be off course, we first need to understand what a PMO is and what value it is intended to provide. A PMO or a portfolio program or project management office is a group or an organization whose purpose is to ensure that projects are achieving their intended business value through successful project delivery. It's not enough to simply meet the triple constraint, as we call it in the project management biz, on time, on scope, and on budget. Now, I like to take the definition of a PMO even further because as a business leader and having been an executive myself and also having built PMOs inside organizations for 15 years before starting my training and consulting business PMO strategies, the truth of the matter is projects achieving their intended business value is not enough. It's not enough for a project to just achieve the scope or to check the box that we met the timeline and we delivered the scope intended. And by the way, we are on budget. None of that matters if nobody uses the service product deliverable or outcome you've created. So it isn't enough to just say, great, we've achieved our business requirements intended. You've got to go further to really clarify that those business benefits were worth doing the project in the first place. There's got to be a worth it factor there. And what is worth it factor in business terms? Return on investment. And as I teach my PMO students and clients, ROI isn't always about dollars, but it often is, at least on one side of the equation or the other. You're investing time and energy and money and focus and resources, which translate to dollars, towards achieving a particular business outcome. And if that outcome is achieved, but not in a way that made it worth doing in the first place, then you really missed the mark somewhere, right? So when we talk about business benefits, business value, and the outcomes we're trying to achieve, we've got to make sure that we're super clear in saying that these benefits were worth it in the first place. So how do we do that? We make sure that the kind of PMO we build is more of what I call an impact engine PMO, the kind of PMO that helps your organization achieve accelerated project delivery and throughput so that you can get to that business value as quickly as possible. And that means a lot of the traditional shoulds for a PMO, meaning you should have this and you should have that, are things you don't want to put in place because they're going to slow you down. Everything the PMO does should be about accelerating getting to return on investment for those projects, accelerating achieving that business value in a way that made it worth doing in the first place. So when does it make sense to have a PMO? Well, here are a few of the typical results that our clients get and the reasons they come to us when they're looking for a PMO. They're looking for strategic alignment. 
a strong and well-managed portfolio of their initiatives with a clear focus and alignment with the strategic objectives of the organization. The goal is to make sure that the most important organizational priorities receive the highest level of attention, resources, and support. Another major reason that we get a call for help is building project management capability in the organization. When an organization is looking to mature and build a stronger, more repeatable, more transparent, more reliable process for implementing projects, they want to make sure that the people doing that work have a good common language and common understanding of the fundamentals of project management. Now, this doesn't mean that you have to have all project managers either. Many times we help build a common set of practices and knowledge and understanding of project management for all stakeholders that are going to be involved in the project management process and where necessary support with building project management roles and responsibilities and education around what it means if you have people that are going to be dedicated to shepherding your projects through to completion and getting to that ROI. Speaking of ROI, this is another big one. We want to make sure that our projects are being measured and proactively managed to help ensure that you get that return on investment for all of the projects that are undertaken in your organization. And that will help you support the best project prioritization and make sure you have resources focused on the most important work and make sure you're getting the most value from that work. So that's another big one that we help. A lot of PMOs and project management standard practices don't include looking at things like return on investment, which just drives me absolutely crazy because how do you know the project was worth doing in the first place? Just saying that you spent the money and you delivered some deliverables doesn't mean that it's achieving the outcomes you're really looking for in a way that made it worth doing. So we have to look beyond standard certifications, and typical guidance you will see out there around what project management is really all about. It goes deeper than that. And I think if you set your team up with a common knowledge, understanding, and direction that we're doing more here than just checking boxes, we're making sure we get the outcomes in a high ROI way, you're going to get different results. So it's really important that you create some common language and common understanding that doesn't just cover things like what the PMP has, for example, which is about the standards and best practices, but also how do we apply some business knowledge and business acumen so that they know how to use those tools properly in a way that's going to help you achieve the outcomes you're looking for? Another big one we hear often is transparency. When executives come to me asking for our help, they're often challenged with not having a really good picture of what's going on in the organization. There's pet projects happening in various places. There isn't a lot of transparency on where projects really are. Everybody is painting a rosy picture of what's going on in the organization, and it may not reflect reality. So we help make sure that you get greater transparency on the project's progress and how things are tracking towards not just meeting deadlines and spending money or even achieving scope, but making sure that the projects are achieving those outcomes and helping you keep an eye on the entire portfolio and keeping it aligned all the way through to those project outcomes with the corporate strategic direction. 
If you have a better sense of what's going on in your organization, you're going to be much better positioned to course correct and to make sure that the highest priority items are getting addressed first, which leads you to be able to do things like drive maximal project throughput. You can more proactively manage the time and cost of project work and resource allocation. And this is a big one. When you properly set up your portfolio management function to account for all the work that should be happening, make sure the right work is happening. And then when it is happening and when should it happen to create that maximal throughput, you can make sure that you're leveraging the best of your resources and that you're getting all of the resource allocations where they should be so that you can drive greater project throughput. One of the biggest problems we see is that everybody wants their project to start at the same time. And you fire the starting gun and you have 85 projects all happening at once, supposedly, but what is really happening is you have a small set of resources that are being stretched so thinly across so many different projects that none of them are happening well. So with various techniques that we apply in portfolio management, such as creating environments of single task focus, of staggering and other techniques, we're able to help you get more projects through to completion by properly allocating the resources and spreading those projects out over a realistic timeline, not forever, don't worry, in a way that actually helps you finish more projects in a fiscal year than you would if you fired the starting gun on all of them at one time. So effectively monitoring and managing your resources is another really important benefit you can have if you set up your PMO to deliver that kind of service or capability. And by making sure you're doing the right things and spreading them out over the right period of time, for example, you can then improve the overall quality of what's delivered. If you have a resource that's divided themselves up between 16 projects because you started everything at once, your quality will just go down, period. It's not actually multitasking that they're doing. They're doing task switching. And they're doing this task switching in a way that has their brains in overload all the time. I see business leaders unknowingly creating this nightmare all the time where they overload their subject matter experts to a point that they are schizophrenic going in so many different directions, trying to respond to all of the requests coming at them. And there's just no way they're going to be at their top peak performance. Laser focus will help you achieve much greater return on investment for your strategy over the course of a fiscal year. Trust me on this one. This is big. And there's a ton of different techniques that we teach you that your PMO needs to be able to do to help you drive that improved quality and that greater ROI and that greater throughput. You also want your PMO to help you drive more effective collaboration. Now, a lot of times with our PMO students and our consulting clients, we are very clear and specific about what communication they should be providing and how to do so in a way that gives you more one pagers, simple formats, not 16 pages of a report to go through, no emails that say FYI with a thread of 68 emails in it. And you're trying to figure out what you're supposed to do. 
we think it's super important that to accelerate getting to that impact, you've got to do the right kind of communication and then stop. Stop talking, stop confusing the situation, stop adding more detail. More is not necessarily better. And that is one of the foundational building blocks in what we teach and what your PMO should be doing. Make sure you're counting the right things, the things that matter. So quantities of templates, quantities of projects, those are not actually telling you if your PMO is providing value, but ROI, greater throughput, greater transparency, more effective collaboration and communication, maybe even less communication can actually help you drive better results. And of course, this will help you get better Decision-making, if you aren't buried in reports and documentation and have the right level of information at your fingertips to make decisions, you're going to be able to make those decisions faster. One of the biggest challenges that people come to us with is around the inability to make educated and informed decisions to keep those projects moving forward in a more timely manner. But if you have projects that are all aligned with the strategy, if everyone's laser focused on achieving the outcomes with as high of a return on investment as possible, if you have greater transparency, which drives better collaboration, drives more timely and effective decision-making, if you've got improved capacity where your people know what it means to engage in the project process and how to do so in a thoughtful and streamlined way, you're going to get better outcomes. Stronger governance, but right-sized governance is incredibly important. And ultimately, all of these improvements will help you create greater business agility in your organization so that you can respond as the market needs shift, as things like a global pandemic happen. You want to be nimble and flexible as an organization, and you want to run a lean operating machine. And that is what the right kind of a PMO can do for you. The right kind of a PMO can help you remove barriers to progress, streamline, optimize, take steps out of the process that aren't working or aren't necessary and find the most direct path to helping you deliver on your strategy with that high ROI. That is the goal of the PMO. And these are some of the benefits that you can have if the PMO you implement is an impact engine PMO. So as a business leader, as you're listening to all of this, these are the kinds of things that you're likely looking for. And if your PMO isn't delivering in this way, then the likelihood is that your PMO leader and that team have been, let's say, classically trained. And as I say this, please understand, I've been a PMP since 2004. I've spent 12 years on the board of PMI chapters, and I'm very closely connected and involved with supporting the evolution of the project management profession. And with all of that said, there are many times that PMO leaders and project managers got some bum advice, meaning an expert, quote unquote, out there told them that they should, quote unquote, have their PMO a certain way, that it should have a bunch of templates and tools in process. And I'm not bashing templates, tools and process, but they are a means to an end, not the end in and of itself. So as you're looking at how your PMO is set up today, you want to make sure that you have someone in the role of PMO leader that either has 
or can, with the right coaching, build that business acumen, business knowledge, and understanding of the true role and the true meaning of a PMO and what it should be doing to provide value for you. And you've also got to back it up with how you measure that PMO leader and the outputs and outcomes that PMO creates. Many PMO leaders are told that their value is tied to the wrong metrics. For example, on time, on scope, on budget. Those are great progress data points. They tell you how you are progressing, but they do not tell you if you're going to actually achieve ROI. So you've got to make sure that there are metrics beyond that. Your PMO leader and project managers might be classically trained in PMP or another certification, and those are good to have to give that common language and common understanding. The challenge comes when they believe that to be successful, measuring the quantity of things they do, that they want to apply every template, tool, process, or best practice that they've learned all at once. So we've got to make sure that they don't believe that their value is measured in the number of projects they manage or how on time, on scope, on budget they are as their only metrics, or that they believe that better for a PMO means more process, more structure, because it's often not the case. And in fact, just slows you down unnecessarily. Now, I'm not bashing all process. You do need some level of reliability and some consistency for the purpose of being able to have a common understanding of what's happening, etc. But it's just got to be thoughtfully right-sized. For example, when we do our consulting engagements, one of the things that we do is look at how we can streamline, optimize, maybe remove some steps from the process. You want to make sure your PMO is looking at that. What makes logical sense? How can we take common sense and turn it into common practice? That's what the PMO should be helping you do. Now, I've given you a few examples of the benefits you can expect if your PMO is built the right way, but the PMO isn't the answer to every business problem. So you want to make sure that you're putting the PMO in place for the right reasons and that you're not trying to have it do something that really belongs either to an HR department or another internal function. So you want to make sure that you are looking at delivering on your organization strategy and that you need to build competency and capability and better arm your people and your process to deliver on the organization strategy most effectively and not let it become a band-aid for another organizational problem you haven't been ready to address. Because if you set your PMO up for the wrong reasons, you are setting it up to fail right from the start. If the expectations for the PMO are really not in the area of helping to build project management capabilities in the organization, build some streamlined and optimized process to help you deliver on your organization strategy, help you accelerate getting to ROI, those kinds of things. If it's not doing one of those benefits, then it's probably going to be the wrong fit and expectations that you have, that stakeholders develop, will not be in line with what's reasonably expected for a PMO. So if you want the kind of benefits we talked about earlier in this episode, great. That's what your PMO 
is there to do. And if it's something outside of that scope, you really got to make sure that you're not trying to push responsibilities onto an organization that is not equipped to handle them. Now, with that said, many of my student PMO leaders go on to get promoted, to take on director or VP operational roles, go on to be COOs. They go on to bigger functions that are bigger in scope, but still around delivering on the organization's strategy and making things happen, getting stuff done. That's where they really belong. Now, if your PMO expectations are like what we've talked about here, but you're still not seeing those results, then that is an opportunity for us to evaluate the people we have in these roles and the expectations that we've set for them for what that PMO is supposed to do. Are we equipping our PMO leaders with the kind of resources, education, and support? Do they have a program like our Impact Engine PMO Implementation Program that guides them through every step of the process? Are you exposing them to not just standards and best practices, but also business knowledge? Are you helping them develop their business acumen? Are you taking the time to help them understand the organization's strategy? Not just throwing a bunch of PowerPoints at them or holding a town hall, but really, truly sitting down with them and helping them see how all of the pieces of the organization are connected. If you want them to understand, you've got to spend some time educating them. So that's a really important part of the process is making sure that if we want our PMO leaders and our people in our PMO to help us deliver on the organization's strategy, we can't treat them like behind the curtain box checkers that we're not willing to invest in. You have to be willing to invest in them to achieve the outcomes you're trying to achieve, and they need to be willing to invest in themselves to help you achieve those outcomes. Because at the end of the day, it's all about getting a return on your investment. And the PMO is a big part of that. If you invest in the PMO, if you make this your impact engine, there is no limit to what you can accomplish as an organization. It's all about creating that alignment right from the start, not just between the strategy and the people delivering on that strategy, but all the way through to the outcomes and the impact it has on the organization and those you serve. Okay, that's it for this episode. I hope this has been helpful to guide you on the path of whether or not you really need a PMO and how you can make sure to set that PMO up for success. If you want our help, we are always here to help you make a bigger impact in your organization and deliver on that strategy with the highest possible return on investment. You can just reach out to us by going to pmostrategies.com to check out many of our free resources, blog posts, podcasts, regular free webinars, or you can check out some of our services and training and implementation programs to guide you on every step of the journey. Okay, if you've enjoyed this episode, please hit subscribe. Make sure to download these episodes on your favorite podcast player and tell your team about it. Let's all go on this high impact journey together. Bye-bye for now.